All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I get weird texts from you almost on the daily now. I, I it's kind of weird. You're texting me about whipping bleepies over the weekend. Is this a thing? And then I get a text yesterday. You're in my home flipping town. That's right. That's right. South St. Paul. We'll get yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get to why you were there in a in a second. But you asked me mm-hmm. where should I eat here, and mm-hmm. I was taken aback. It's like, first of all, I'm always worried that I don't know like the whole kosher thing. I still I'm not. Totally, ah, yeah. I, but I don't, I don't want to steer you someplace where you go and like, oh, I can't have any of this. So I was yeah, thinking. Well, about, I mean, like pork and ham are us <laughs> probably right. not the best place for I'll us. I'll tell you what. There's a place called uh, the whole pig that you got to try out. Uh, no, I figured that. But I was like, you know, there's the classics there. And it's, I was like nervous because then, I mean, you obviously yeah, are. It's pressure. Well, it is pressure. pressure. I mean, you, you like mm-hmm. the finer things in life. So I, 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 okay, I definitely would not say that as somebody who loves the veggie burger from Burger King. Okay, but I, I wasn't. Maddox and I had an errand to do in South St. Paul, mm-hmm. and I realized that I have not spent a lot of time in South St. Paul. Yeah. So I texted my dear friend Adam Carter, who I know is quite familiar with South St. Paul. Um, and actually, I could have texted Jimmy Francis. Is he still the mayor of South? He St. Paul? is still the mayor. I, you know, in See, fact, I, I was I going have to. Jimmy. I, yeah, because he, 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 he for sure would have met you. And then pro- oh my gosh, you probably would have been idea. tied into a good half an hour tour then. He would have probably yeah. said, hey, let me give you the tour. And you probably would have been, okay, I didn't really sign up for this whole thing. But Okay. Thanks, Jimmy. But I just was looking for a place okay. to eat. Have you ever? So, so yeah, th- that's what I said. Adam, where's a place there, Maddox and I can grab lunch, a, f- a fun place in South St. Paul? And I know you're not from South St. Paul because you actually say South and I've I was oh, I've been forced I... by this job to say South St. Paul. If you're from South St. Paul, and you're not on the radio where you have to enunciate South St. Paul. It's just South, South St. Paul. South St. Paul. South St. Paul. South St. Paul. Because oh, not a I lot of people you. say the whole okay. South. So it's South okay. South St. Paul. Um, oh, have you. you ever been before? Um, I mean, obviously, I've probably driven through, but never spent quality uh-huh. time yeah. in South St. Paul. South St. Paul. So yeah. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it properly. I could have um, sent you to the Croatian Hall. That would have been good. Yes, I did notice outside of where we did eat, where you recommended, which I promise this long story is getting to, um, <laughs> we we um, did see like a sign pointing to Croatia and Ukraine. And I thought, hmm, what is the history here that there are deep roots there in South St. Paul? Lots of Eastern European uh, settlers ah. who came to work ah. at the meatpacking plant, uh, South St. Paul, okay. South St. Paul, once home to the okay. world's largest stockyards. Uh, so a lot of Eastern Europeans came to work at the mm-hmm. uh, at Swift and Armor, and they brought. Mm. Uh, so there were Serbians, there were Croatians, uh, there was uh, Polish. So there's a Polish National Alliance, which is a bar in South St. Paul. There is the mm-hmm. Croatian Hall. There's the Serbian yes. Hall. Mm-hmm. So yes, mm-hmm. very uh, heavy Eastern European influence uh, in, in the hometown. So uh, I, I I debated between two restaurants that have mm-hmm. been there. Before I was there, 
uh, Angelo's Pizza, which is mm-hmm. very underrated, and great pizza, and the Coop. Mm-hmm. And you went to the Coop. We did. Maddox's a big fried chicken guy. Oh, yeah. So was totally in the mood for that. And uh, so we met a friend of his just for a few minutes to say hi to a friend of his. And then we at uh, then we headed over to the coop, which was not far. Cute little neighborhood, mm-hmm. adorable little place, very small, yep. um, you know, but a couple tables in there smelled so yes. good when we walked in. And Maddox was super excited because he's way more of a foodie than I and loves fried chicken, has brought you fried chicken yes, you know, from the gas right. station. By the that way, he we got to yes. do that again. Well, I thought that was going to yes. be a recurring bit where your kids bring in food from local restaurants and gas stations. I know. The thing about that is, um, you know, they have lives, Adam, and they go to school. So Correct. they're not always around to All be right. our gophers for fried chicken. <laughs> yes. Someday, maybe, maybe in the summer, they will have some more free time. Um, but yes, we went to the coop. And he even said, I'm bringing some home for Ruby because it was unbelievable. He got like the half a bird, whatever it is, adorable place. And I I got the the, the wedges, the potato wedges, because you're right, the the kosher kind of gets in the way of that. So I I don't eat fried chicken. But um, uh, I did. The potato wedges were unbelievable. And I said to the woman who was behind the counter, how long have you guys been here? And she said, I believe it was 1968 that they've been. It was either 63 or 68. And I said, well, you come highly recommended. And she said, oh, who recommended you? I said, uh, South St. Paul's own Adam Carter. And she looked at me and she goes, hmm, I don't know, Adam. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming. Now, did you like sign a picture or anything? Did you say, did they recognize you? Did you say, do you know who I am? Do you want a little... They uh... absolutely did not recognize. Hey, if they don't know you, they for sure don't know me. Uh, But uh, the chicken was amazing at, or yeah, according to to Maddox and Ruby, and the potato wedges, the fries, we got all the the bad stuff. And then, I mean, it was delicious. But uh, the one thing he didn't get because he wasn't hungry enough was the mac and cheese. So we might have to be going back to get the mac and cheese. But the food was incredible. So thank Thank you to the coop. Um, we had a great time there. And uh, if if you're listening, this is Adam Carter, by the way. Adam, let me introduce you to the coop, South St. Paul. Yeah. Um, the Coney Islands there are really good, too. Coney Island hot dogs. Oh, is that like a, is that a hot dog? Yeah, it's like With a chili dog, but it's not it? chili. It's just okay. like kind of a hamburger on, on, and mm-hmm. some onions. Uh, yeah, that's We that's might have to good. go back for Angelo's because Angelo's that was pizza. down oh, yeah. the block. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it begs the question, if, you, if somebody mm-hmm. came up to you and said, hey, I'm coming to your hometown. Where do I eat? What are Where? you telling them? Because, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. It's it's kind of there's a lot of pressure there because you don't want to just say. And then, like, I mean, I, I hope you're being honest with me that they really liked it. Um, oh, yeah, it was amazing. OK, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, you don't want yeah. somebody to go in there like, oh, God, this wasn't very good. It's like then you're like, oh, oh no, yeah. Was, he might pilgrimage back. Yeah, oh, it was really? amazing. That He'll good? go back. Well, mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, so that good. If somebody's going to your hometown, like, where are you telling them to go? Like for you, right. what if somebody if I came over to St. Louis Park today, where would you tell right. me to eat? If somebody says St. Louis Park, and which I think is a little different than Uptown, because Uptown has a, a lot of cute restaurants. Um, I mean, St. Louis Park is kind of typical. Yum. I would send them to Yum. Yum is a great bakery and lunch place. The food is excellent, owned by uh, Patty, 
who makes the infamous patty cake. I would tell them to get a patty cake. But yeah, it's just like a cute little bakery lunch place that everybody always has a good experience. So it's right on Minnetonka Boulevard. There's one in, obviously there's one in St. Louis Park. There's one in Minnetonka. Now there's one in Woodbury. So they're, they are popping up. But Yum's a great place for a lunch meeting. Mm-hmm. So I would highly, it, it's easy. And Yum is just an easy place to go and eat. So I definitely recommend Yum. 651-461-9226. If we're coming to your hometown, where should we eat? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll uh, get your uh, calls and texts next on Election Day. We'll talk to Tori mm-hmm. Van Oot about today's election. Mm-hmm. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. Don't go anywhere, Adam and Jordana, on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be on my headstone. NyQuil for your ears. That's <laughs> so good. Oh. Somebody just texted this. Love Adam and Jordana. Genuine and down-to-earth. The best CCO radio personalities. Well, thank you very much. Well, that's nice. That's Thanks, nice Mom. Little... Yes, right. Thanks. Checks Thanks in the mail, Cheryl. So we're talking about the the hometown restaurant that you recommend because I happened to be in South St. Paul yesterday. So I texted Adam, where should we eat? Want to eat somewhere local? He texted back, the Coop or Angelo's. We chose the Coop. Uh, Maddox had an amazing experience. The fried chicken was incredible. The potato wedge is unbelievable. We call fries, those, we call those uh, Jojo potatoes. The, Did they like call the wedges? Them? Yeah. Oh, sorry, really? I never, You've see, never, I never heard, heard that heard term? That. Another jo- weird Minnesota thing. I don't thing. think that's a Minnesota thing. Jojo no, potato. No. Have you ever heard Jojo potatoes, oh, yeah. Josh? Oh, yeah. Josh in for uh, DJ, by the way. DJ will be yeah. back tomorrow. Do my best, best DJ impression for a couple of days. Uh, what about you? Uh, where are you from, and where should I eat if I so, go there? Originally, I'm from Oklahoma, but I'm going to go the Minnesota route mm-hmm. with this one. Uh, place I'd really love to go, just grab a nice frosty cold beer, a burger, and some waffle fries. Big Louie's in Crystal. It's right off West Broadway. Ooh. It's kind of a hole-in-the-wall, kind of sports bar-ish place. Mm-hmm. Not uh, to be confused with Big Lou. Correct. Okay. Correct. He's on meds, too. Right. Yeah. He's yeah, on we, three we ex-wives, too. Yeah, we, <laughs> we know. Yeah. Uh, no, Big Louie's in uh, Crystal slash, I guess, Minneapolis. Uh, but, yeah, great All right. Great spot. Always great. a good uh, beer and burger spot. Now, we said hometown, but St. Louis Park isn't your oh. hometown. What if I, so I forget, oh. what, what city are you from? Parsippany, New, Jer- New Jersey. Parsip- if I'm in Parsippany, if I'm Oy. in Parsippany, New Jersey, where, do you, where mm-hmm. should I go? All right, if you're in Parsippany, New Jersey, I would tell you to go to the spa. The spa. On North Bevwick Boulevard. The okay. spa is, um, it's like a, a small diner, um, a small diner, and it's a great tuna, great tuna melt. Again, it's similar to Yum in that it's a lunch, you know, lunch place, but that's what I was looking for yesterday. So you should go to the spa, except I don't know if the spa still exists in Persephone, New Jersey. Uh, there's one that so. says uh, Lake Hiawatha. Yeah, Lake Hiawatha. Okay, yeah. Lake Hiawatha is like a, we're we're sister towns. Yes, okay. Lake Hiawatha, sort of the cityish part of Parsippany, where where there's a little bit of a downtown. So yeah, is the spa still around? You looking at it? Yes, there's a Facebook yes, page. I'm looking go. at the very. Go. They have a Greek menu. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, yes. well, maybe it's changed a little bit. So I would do that. Or I mean, you go to Frank's Pizza okay. on 46. Oh, if yeah. Frank's Pizza is still there, there's multiple Frank's Pizzas because we have a lot of Franks, but. Um, you go to Frank's Pizza. So, or well, geez, I guess it's not technically Parsippany, but down the block you go to Jinkarelli's because that's mm-hmm. like the pizza that you want. So, depends on what you want to eat. If you want to have a tuna melt, you go to the spa. If you want pizza, you go to Jinkarelli's or Frank's. So, where is it for you? Six five one four six one nine two two six. River Falls, Wisconsin. The West Wind to die for. So good. I googled mm. that one. That's a classic supper club. So I'm all about oh, yeah? that. Uh, the River Inn in Hanover, 
Mm. Uh, the Pickwick uh, in Duluth. Of course, I've been to the Pickwick. Mm-hmm. Speedway gas someone station said, for hot dogs. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes said, you can't be picky sometimes. Maybe Speedway no. is all you got. And sometimes they have great chicken. Yeah. Uh, the, the 1029 Club, best bacon mac and cheese. But you didn't put in the town that was. So where's the 1029 1029 Club? is in northeast Minneapolis. I've been to the 1029 before. Uh, it's a good, good place. Good spot. Yep. Okay. Someone says they hate the new open. Okay. Well, our, the open to the show changes. So I'm sorry if you don't like it today. Too bad. We'll get you a new one tomorrow. In Bloomington, did you read this one? The Taste of Scandinavia? I think I need to go there because I don't know what Scandinavia tastes like. Lefsa. I'm telling you, you got to get some Lefsa. Uh, I need to make it happen. In Victoria, the Noble Lion Gourmet. Ooh. Winchester and Rye, great menu at a good value, and Vic's Bar for burgers. But see, friends... This is the whole point. I asked for one place. And like you, Adam couldn't decide because he gave me two or three. Uh, but what's the – I know that's what makes this exercise so challenging, yes. even though I just gave you two, the spa and Jankarelli's. Um, it, it's hard to pick just one. If you're there, get one meal. Where are you going? Yeah. And the, I'm glad we went to the coop. And the point is, you know, like especially in smaller towns, mm-hmm. it's, you're connected to the restaurant or the restaurants you have there. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, what, yeah. in fact, if you've got a good restaurant in your small town, <clears throat> that is what comes up when you're, somebody says, hey, you know, I'm from so and so. And they're like, yeah. oh, man, I've been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. First part of conversation is always food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, right? That's what we do. We eat. We, I chatted with the lady in the coop, got a little bit of history. Uh, it was really, it was just fun to be there. Cute little town. It's fun. Uh, let's see. Growing up in Stillwater, this texter writes, my two favorite places were called Happy's, about half a mile west of downtown, hmm. small but delicious. Yeah. The other was Meister's, Me- Meister's, closer to downtown on the South Hill. Unfortunately, since I haven't been in Stillwater in at least 15 years, I can't vouch for each, for each if they're still there. But they're solid in my memory, and the jukebox is still jukebox is still playing along with the laughter. Stillwater, uh, great town for restaurants. Uh, great, uh, great food in in Stillwater. Lots of lots of opportunities. Somebody's asked me if Wong's Kitchen is still yeah. open in South St. Paul. I think so. Okay. Wong's was like that was very close to our house, and my mom always would we'd always get chicken chow mein from uh, from Wong's Kitchen. From Wong's, just yeah. a little. So- Old Chinese restaurant, just they had a counter mm-hmm. in there. That was it. It is mm-hmm. still open. Mm-hmm. It is Wong's. It is. Yeah, ah! Wong's. Very good. Yes. Uh, places to eat. Mounds View. Moe's. Okay, Moe's. In Matamidi, it's Donatelli's. Oh, I love these places that I haven't heard of before. Hey, guys, this texture writes being from the tiny town of Swanville. Mm-hmm. Adam, you know where Swan? You know where that is? Swanville. I couldn't point it out on a map, but. Uh, there is only one place to go, the texter writes, the Patriots Cafe. It's the third revision of a place that was started by the community investment by shares after a lo- the longtime corner cafe burned down in the early 2000s. Yeah. The Gessel family donated the building and the shares uh, sold uh, fund and shares sold funded the building of the cafe. Oh, that's awesome. So Swanville, the Patriots Cafe. Thank mm. you for sharing that. Creekside Supper Club and Nicolet Prime Rib and Popovers. Where do you stand on popovers? Have you had a popover before? Delicious. Oh, popovers yeah. are popovers delicious. Popovers are fantastic. Del- of course. Who yeah. doesn't love a good popover? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in Long Branch, Saloon and Bar. 
Saloon and Bar in Farmington, Minnesota. Fantastic. Oh, the Long Branch Saloon and Bar. Farmington, Minnesota. Right Fantastic down the road from me. Menu. Farmington is like a 10-minute drive from me now. That's not far. I mean, after this. Uh, you I know, love that people have these on the tip of their tongue. This I know. is great. If, if, probably just a bunch of restaurant owners texting in. Hey, yeah, right? my restaurant. <laughs> people talk about it all the time. Hey, if that's your opportunity, you go for it. A little free okay, advertising. Yes. We asked. Uh, it is election day. Uh, from voting on restaurants to voting on candidates, uh, usually, you know, these off-year off elections are kind of snooze fests, but lots of people are paying attention, especially if you're in Minneapolis and St. Paul and some of the suburbs where school board races are hotly contested. Uh, what are we watching for? Tori Vanut will join us from Axios next. It's Tuesdays with Tori on Election Day next on CCO. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, today I cry every time, and I have told you. Cry you this every time I, you hear I, Lee Greenwood. Jordana that I don't burst into tears for Lee Greenwood when I step in the voting booth. I get a little teary. I get a little verklempt because my grandmother, who recently passed away at the age of a hundred when she was born, it was nineteen twenty, and women just that year earned yep. the right to vote in this country, and that. Uh, it's terrifying, and I. it is a privilege to vote. Yes, it's a right, it's a privilege, it's all of those things, but I always feel honored when I step into the voting booth. And by the way, this is a very long lead into Tori Van Oot. My kid turned 18 last week. I will be taking Maddox to vote yes. today. He will be voting in his very first election, and we are doing the research on all the candidates. By the way. And joining – go ahead, go ahead. Just before Tori – and we can bring Tori in. Do you know this yeah. to tie it into our opening conversation? That South St. Paul, Minnesota, the first woman to cast a vote in the United States, it happened in South St. Paul, Minnesota. Is that really true? Yeah. Or is that like Saint, South St. Paul lore no, well, that somebody made up to feel good? I just looked. Uh, one claim okay. to the first woman to vote under the 19th Amendment comes from South St. Paul, Minnesota. Women wow. have been able to cast votes in a 1905 special election in the city. Uh, but in, yeah, anyway. I, I'm, wow. I'm, yeah, just a little shot from my good. hometown there. Good. For, wow. We are all about South St. Paul. Well, Tori Van Oot is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline uh, to talk about these elections, to talk about engagement. And Tori, I know you have a toddler, but someday you will be bringing your toddler with you to the voting booth and you will both be walking out uh, with I Voted stickers because eventually um, 18 will come uh, before you know it. Um, hey, girl, welcome to, the, yeah. welcome to the show. Good morning and congratulations. That's so exciting for your it team. Is. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. And really fun to be able to go in person. I was in my first election, I was in college in California, and so I voted ah, absentee, absentee. But, um, mm-hmm. for my home in Vermont. But, uh, but yeah, very exciting. Happy Election Day, everyone. It's here. Happy Election Day. So how, what are you doing? Are you currently at a voting place? Like, how do you cover Election Day for Axios? Um, I am not at a voting place right now. Our main focus is going to be on, you know, we queued up this morning, what you need to know, what we're watching, which we can talk about now, and then... We will be, our small but mighty team will be hard at work tonight on the results and what what it means so the, uh, and why it matters. Tori, the, you said, the, obviously, you're, you're talking about what to watch. We've got city council yeah. races in both Minneapolis and St. Paul. 
Let's start with those. I mean, we could have yeah. significantly different city councils uh, after tomorrow. We could. And just to back up, I did want to give a PSA at the top. You know, a lot of communities are voting today. Not everybody. Some have special elections. Some just have school boards or bond referendums for schools. Some have city council like Minneapolis and St. Paul. So if you go to the Secretary Minnesota Secretary of State's website, they have a really bright green on top. Um, you know, look at a sample ballot, find your polling place. So if you're not sure if your community has municipal elections today, that's what you can do. But yes, a lot of eyes today are on Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, we've got some uh, turnover, some open seats in both city and St. Paul, uh, four of seven uh, seats have no incumbent running in Minneapolis. We've got uh, two open seats and a couple of uh, serious challenges to incumbents that could really reshape uh, political dynamics in the city in terms of essentially how far left the councils are right on certain issues. These are both blue cities, uh, you know, Democratic aligned, Democrat aligned cities. Um, And so it really becomes a little bit more of a battle of the progressive wing of the party versus the moderate wing of the party. And this could have impacts on everything from public safety funding and initiatives to rent control to municipal uh, shoveling of sidewalks in the winter. Uh, So, uh, you know, the outcome will really impact a lot of people's lives. Tori, is there like a cheat sheet somewhere? You know, I found this when I was trying to research school board candidates in St. Louis Park. I found it a little more challenging to get, you know, find an objective view. Like this is what this person has said. This is what this person has said all in one place. Do you offer uh, your readers or our listeners like a cheat sheet somewhere if they're day of and they haven't done the research? You know, school boards are another area that we're seeing really heat up across the metro uh, and states. This year here and elsewhere, too. And this is kind of interesting because school board races have traditionally been a little bit like they're nonpartisan historically uh, and technically. They have been a little bit sleepier, but we're seeing a lot more competition. We're seeing more kind of nationalized, politicized issues coming up in school boards, everything from diversity and equity to um, what, what books are allowed in schools to a mm-hmm. student measuring student achievement parental rights, like all of these issues really coming into play um, with outside groups on both sides spending more and doing more, you know, both outside more conservative minded groups coming in with slates of candidates and endorsing them. And on the other side, you know, the teachers union and more um, progressive aligned groups are endorsing and getting more involved in spending higher amounts, too. So but yes, it's very it can be very hard because we're not used to um, paying as much attention to these races. Mm-hmm. We did a kind of an overview story on the school board races. We did not get into the weeds, but there are some um, other news outlets. You know, if you look at Minnesota Public Radio News, mm-hmm. um, I believe Sahan Journal has done a little. Um, so there are some, some kind of candidate primers. I mean, my other recommendation for folks would be a lot of times school board candidates do interviews and maybe you're kind of hyper local publications, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, your little local weekly newspaper, whatnot. So you can get a little bit of a sense of where um, people land there. But this is one of the challenges in these municipal elections, right? Like in terms of school boards, you know, St. Louis park or even something like Anoka Hennepin, uh, South Washington, these boards are going to determine school policies and spending for Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of students and families. Um, And so I wish I had a better answer for you on a cheat sheet for specific races, Um, but a little bit of Googling. There are election guides out there for Mm -hmm. folks who want to have a better sense of, um, of, of the candidates and what they stand Mm -hmm. for. And you can always look at another cheat sheet tip is, 
you can look at who's endorsed the candidates and then look at yes. what those groups are and what mm-hmm. they stand for. It, so it, there's the Parents Alliance, which is more, uh, you know, conservative on some of the issues, uh, the, the teachers union. So you can kind of see, OK, who's backing this candidate? And that might give you a little bit of a sense of what they'll support. We're talking to Tori Van Oot from Axios. She's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. And it's so crit- especially when it's an off year election like this about turnout is everything right i mean it did it could boil down to you know hundreds if not tens of votes in some of these races and it it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of turnout this generates with even the you know these school board races because i'll I'll be honest i'm in one of those where a lot of money has been spent i live in the rosemont Mm. school district and there's Mm -hmm. been a a, a, yes a lot of money has been spent i've seen more signs for school board races than i think i've ever seen before and i'm absolutely invested in it i did my own research about okay i want to know about these candidates i want to know what they're doing Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how many me's are out there who are taking the initiative to look that up and seeing turnout once uh, we find that out later today or tomorrow. Yes. And that is, I mean, you always say it all comes down to turnout. It's one of the biggest kind of cliches in politics, but that is especially true in these lower turnout elections. School board, as you noted, you know, even in Minneapolis and St. Paul, winning award can come down to, you know, two, three, 4,000 votes. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's going to be, and in the the example of city councils, you know, we're talking about individual members to the city council, but they kind of make up a political block um, that might vote certain ways on one issue to the other. So kind of a control, quote unquote, control of the council from a political standpoint can hinge on just hundreds of voters in a neighborhood in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And of course, the policies that voted in Minneapolis and St. Paul impact the broader region and the state, right, from everything from the economy to visitors coming into town. Um, so mm-hmm. it is we're you know seeing pretty low turnout uh, so far, closer to 2017 municipal elections than 2021, when there, of course, was mayoral elections on the ballot in St. Paul and Minneapolis and um, more ballot measures on things like rent control and, and police in that year. Um but, yeah, and that's why we've seen both groups on both sides on the school boards. You know, you mentioned the spending and the signs. Uh, if you lived in Minneapolis or St. Paul in a competitive ward, you probably got your door knocked this weekend. I live in mm-hmm. Ward 12, and I did. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. you know, people on both sides of these races are really trying to get out those votes because they know that's what it's going to come down to. Have you seen, Tori, and is there any research on more people running for these seats? Is there more engagement in people that want to be active in public office? Or have people shied away because, you know, the political system is just a cesspool and we're awful to each other? I mean, on school board, we're certainly seeing a higher interest. Mm -hmm. I mean, some Mm -hmm. of these races, I think there's a dozen or so candidates running. I think I saw... 100 open seats, 200 candidates. That may not sound like a lot, but again, these used to be kind of sleepier races, less contested mm-hmm. than they are. Um, I think we're seeing people stand, step up in Minneapolis and St. Paul, in particular when it comes to these open seats, right? You have in St. Paul, for example, members who have been on the council for a long time stepping down. That provides an opportunity for new, younger leaders to step in. Um, and that's kind of of note in St. Paul, you are potentially going to see a younger more diverse, and even potentially an all-female council for the same time, Mm, for the first mm -hmm. time. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. That's in the cards. It just depends on these are close races, how it shakes out. 
in Minneapolis. You know, Council Member uh, Lisa Goodman <laughs> has been in that seat a long time. Uh, she's not she is not running again for reelection uh, this year. And so that's an open seat with some turnover. So we did see people step up. Um, you know, there's a number there's a handful like of I know one council member in Minneapolis doesn't have any opponents, but but people do seem to be stepping up for these races. And I know in St. Paul, too, they're voting on that uh, projected uh, tax increase that would make St. Paul the uh, have the state's highest sales tax rate. Yep. Yeah. So it's adding one percent uh, to this current sales tax rate, um, which is one cent on the dollar uh, is another another way to put it. And this would uh, generate a, an estimated billion dollars over the next 20 years for uh, upgrading roads, kind of like main roads that a lot of people drive on and parks in St. Paul. And so, you know, city leaders say we've ignored our quality. Anybody who drives through St. Paul has also probably hit a pothole or two, especially after the winter. Uh, and city leaders say this is the only way to catch up on all of this neglected road work and maintenance we have without turning mm. property taxes, cuts, other things. Opponents of that measure say there must be another way uh, because they're really worried about the sales tax rate, right, being so high, um, you know, add lodging tax for hotels and stuff like that. They're kind of worried about retailers and, and hitting the pocketbooks of folks. Um, but there hasn't really been a super well-funded opposition campaign. And it's interesting, these local sales tax hikes, voters tend to approve them. They, they get approved at high rates, and that's one of the reasons local officials like them. I think voters often think, well, this is a way for everybody to chip in for our road maintenance or our gym center or our new hockey rink, whatever it is that the sales tax is for. Uh, because, of course, not just residents pay the sales tax. Um, but mm-hmm. it also makes things more expensive in your city for people coming to town or people who live there. So uh, we'll see what voters do on that one. Tori, thank you for chatting with us. Uh, thank you for educating us. Tori Van Oot, read her in Axios. Sign up for their newsletter. Uh, great to talk with you on this election day. Thanks, Tori. Thank you, and have fun voting with your team. All right. Bye. You got it. I know. I will. I'll take a picture. Somebody's saying, texted in, saying 18 is too young to vote. Really? I don't think so. Do you? Oh, I don't think so. Someone's saying um, 18 is too young to vote. If you're an adult at 18, why can't you buy alcohol or cigarettes? You can vote. Well, you can buy cigarettes. You can buy uh, cigarettes. You, you can yeah. vote for the most powerful office, but not mature enough to have a drink. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> fine with 18. not equivalent. 18 is perfectly yeah, fine to vote. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah, and you'd be shocked at how politically aware, well, many kids, yeah, there are some that are totally clueless, but right. there are others that are very aware of what's going on, Just very what? concerned, yeah. really plugged in. So, yeah. I, there are plenty of adults who are over 18 or are totally clueless and still know, casting yeah. votes. I know more 18-year-olds that are pretty much a year or two out from getting their bachelor's already while being in, still in high school than I do not. 18-year-olds with that same yeah. ledger. I mean, yeah. there's some smart 18-year-olds out there, so there's no reason 18-year-olds right. <laughs> have to be factored out. Me when I was 18? Not so much. Uh, yeah. 9.49, let's take a break. Let's keep talking about the election because I, I want to, again, say I'm more glued in to this school board race, even mm-hmm. one that for a district that my two of my kids go to. But I, And I'm wondering how clu- how, how, how invested are you in this in this election today. 651-461-9226. Your calls and texts next. 953, that is your Lindus Construction time check time to invest in infinity for Marvin Windows. I did forget. Yeah, you have to be 21 now to get uh, tobacco. They changed that in 2020, so my bad. Oh, there. really? See, yeah. I didn't even know that. So, is that true? Yes. Mm. Yes. All right. 
You know, Adam, it's it's tough to find information on certain members that are running. You know, you say these school board members, they're but these are smaller races, obviously, yeah. school board, right? Never before have we had such an interest. But people on their sites don't say, you know, I'm for banning books. No. Or, uh, you know, I, I, you know, endorse Hamas. You know, they're not going to say that yeah. on there. Uh, so I, her, t- Tory's tactic, and oftentimes these people are running, maybe this is their first term. You know, they've been a parent or something, so they don't necessarily share all of their endorsements. Like, what's that one group you said with the mothers that want to ban all the books? What's it called? Uh, That is uh, Moms for Liberty. Oh, there you go. Moms for Liberty. Like, sometimes these people won't say, I'm endorsed by Moms for Liberty. Mm -hmm. So you don't really know. And unless there has been an article written about them, which is rare, you know, we don't have a lot of reporters in small towns, you don't necessarily know who they support. So Tory's idea of, you know, looking at who they're endorsed by, I mean, that's a good one. But sometimes you just don't know who you're getting. You know, we ended up with Ilhan when she swore that she wasn't anti-Semitic and didn't support the BDS movement, which is anti-Semitic. And and we ended up with that. And we're stuck with that now, unfortunately, Um, despite our efforts. Again, that's why it's so critical to have, you know, small town news organizations because Mm -hmm. just, you know, We'd love it if, you know, the major news organizations could cover all these small um, races, but they just don't have the manpower to do that now, mm-hmm. which is why it's critical to have your local, you know, you've got to pay attention to some of those local, uh, whether it's League of Women Voters or your local newspaper yeah. or local cable access that uh, have some of these forums. Or river, You know, chambers of commerce do that Well, they'll have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, candidate forums, and that's on us to, to pay attention. Uh, a couple of texts we've got here to 651 Nine two two six. I'm highly invested in the St. Paul School Board and City Council mm-hmm. races. We need a City Council willing to say no to some of Mayor Carter's initiatives. Uh, another text here. We need a school board that is laser focused on school safety, wraparound services for families, and holding teachers and district administrators accountable for student achievement. So, God bless you if you're uh, paying attention and excited and ready to get into the voting booth today. Because I know this is I love that. I am, but I feel like I need to do more research. And also, friends, I don't – and I'm not going to feel stupid about this, like asking around. All right, who knows this person? Who knows this person? Because, mm-hmm. you know, in your towns, everybody knows somebody. So if you don't know anybody who's voting, ask around a little bit before yeah. you go into the booth. You may find somebody that say, oh, yeah, they're a great person or this one isn't so great or, you know, and if it's somebody that you trust – Right. That's how you know if there isn't a lot of research out there. Uh, We will continue uh, our newsroom, of course, following uh, all the election news that's happening today. Well, uh, through the afternoon into the evening, Uh, we'll take a break. We've got news coming up and then a quick take. Josh, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you got uh, lined up for us coming up in the next segment? Could AI be the cure to breast cancer? We'll find that out in the uh, top of the uh, next hour. All right. Quick takes coming up with Adam and Jordana on Election Day. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 